Alright, well, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving, honey. Happy Thanksgiving, wow. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean, it isn't, I don't know what Thanksgiving is supposed to feel like. Christmas is more magical, <laughs> you so know? you have some, like, you're opening gifts, I guess, Oh my gosh, from my peripheral, I can see Shadow going crazy. <laughs> He's like running back and forth. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, He's I like, just I'm see. Thanksgiving. I'm gonna get a bone. Nah, he uh-huh. gets it on Christmas. But we give him turkey. Oh yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna eat good. Don't worry. Ah, ooh, that's pretty good. All right, Adam. Today is November twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, and uh, spiritually underprivileged. Ooh, I wonder what this is gonna be about. Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four. Spiritually underprivileged time. You alright? See you zoned out over there. Can't wait to get down on that cricket later. Alright, let's see. Matthew 16, 24, 28. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Wow, that's so true. Yet forfeit their soul. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Wow. Some people think that before you only see him when you die, I guess what it's saying is, you know how it keeps saying like, he's like the thief in the night. He's going to come when you least expect him. So he'll come even before you die. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Well, like when he decides to come, you know, kind of thing. I thought the thief in the night is the devil. No, it refers to Jesus. He will come like the thief in the night. That's why it gave that analogy of that's why you need to always be on guard. Like, kind of like don't sin. Yeah. Like, you always need to keep yourself from sin and stuff like that. Be constantly. Because you don't want him to... Pretty much, if you're sinning, you don't want to be caught in your sin because you're disobeying kind of thing. And it's easy to, like, yeah. you know, obey once you, like, learn how to. Just chill. Love your family. That's all you ask. You know? Don't cuss. Don't yell at people. I mean, that's honestly a sin. You know? But it's all good. But yeah, I think that's what it's kind of saying. It says, Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So, usually, when people die or pass away, that's when they see him, you know? 
That's what I'm getting from it. Let's see what it says. <clears throat> Spiritually underprivileged. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? The average person wishes to achieve something with his life and wants to feel that his life was nothing in vain. To accomplish this aim, he sets certain goals for himself and works towards achieving what he believes is success. He accumulates everything that might award him money and prestige. But in spite of all this, many people who have surrounded themselves with all the good things in life cannot get rid of the nagging suspicion that they have missed out on something significant. Any person who has neglected his spiritual life, irrespective, irrespective of how successful he might be in the eyes of the world, is short-sighted and foolish. He has convinced himself that gold and everything it represents is more important to him than God, that the visible things are more important than the invisible, and that a false balance sheet is preferable to integrity and honesty. No, one, no person who pushes God from his life can be truly successful. Only when your spiritual life is in harmony with God and when we continually grow towards a fuller and richer maturity will we have a sound understanding of the meaning of life. To rob your spiritual life of the awareness of Christ, Christ's eminent spirit, is to live under a spiritual breadline. Then you are truly underprivileged. Wow. It's pretty crazy. And in a, in a way, it's so true. When I, was, when I was saying that, I was thinking about that couple next to us uh, at Little Italy. They, um, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's, they were sitting there and they had nothing to talk about. Yeah. They were talking about Instagram. It's like, I felt bad. I didn't, I didn't feel judgmental. I, I, I honestly felt bad. I was all like, dude, you, you live with your wife, but you have no idea what to say to her when you guys go out in public. Man, you couldn't make us be quiet. We're sitting there laughing, joking around and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just like... You mean the wife didn't have anything to they say to both, her They both didn't have anything in common, huh? And yeah. it's because you can tell they didn't spend time with each other. She's sitting there talking about her Instagram. social media. And he's just like... Oh. He's almost choking when I'm saying I'm on my own lawn and cut my own son's hair and <laughs> do all this and this and that. Because I see him like, look at the heck this guy is. I don't know what to say to that. You can tell they didn't have a bond with their children either. Yeah. You know? They didn't talk about anything like their kids' interests. Me and you are so excited to, you know, talk about Kobe's guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that one's so expensive. The one we looked at, it's $150. Well, that's why we're going to get the one online. And then if we don't like it, we're going to return it. But anyways. That's, uh, you can tell they, they had money and they sure did act like it. You know, they presented themselves as such, but they were spiritually underprivileged. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't have that love. They didn't have that joy. They didn't have that peace. They didn't have that nope. kindness in their heart. It didn't If you had peace, you wouldn't be like out there showing off, like acting like you're higher than others. You wouldn't need to act like that. I know. Because you're happy. You don't need to like... Want, oh, want attention? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like the people with their really loud lifted yeah, cars yeah. and all that. It's like like not, how we were when we were yeah. kids, remember? Yeah, yeah. Come on, I had a Lincoln LS on 20s with a system mobbing. Like, I was the coolest person in the world. I thought it. <sighs> Did other people? Who knows? Anyways, Heavenly Father, I realized the importance of my spiritual life and known, or, and know for certain that your Holy Spirit achieved, achieves purposefulness and depth in my life. Amen. And it's true. It's really true. God instructs the heart, not with ideas, but with pain and contradictions. Oh, dang. That's true, though. That's how you learn, through the pain. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're, the the pain is where it is what really makes you understand. That's why they say love isn't just about the happiness; it's about the pain too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's painful. You go through pain with another person. You know. Yeah. That's so cool. It gives you like another understanding. That was John Pierre D. Cassad, Cassade, spiritually underprivileged. Wow, that sucks. It really does. Like honestly, I look forward to this. Like I love reading, and then I just go on about my day. Kind of like working out. Like I'm probably gonna hit my chest after this. I need to do chest and um, I do chest and try today. Chest and stomach. I need to. That's the only thing I missed this week. Did deadlifts yesterday. Deadlifts, shoulders, and biceps. And then the day before that, I did triceps, legs, and shoulders. Oh, yeah, I did shoulders twice in a row. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> we'll go three days in a row, see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'll do chest and. Sh- oh, okay, anyways. Sorry, I know what I'm working on today. Anyways, it is day 153, 2019. Are you okay? I seem tired over there. Thinking? Just the weather. Well, are you sick or what? I don't know. Um, do I look sick? I don't know. You have this gloomy look, I guess. You mm-hmm. feeling sick? You okay? Let's just read on. Okay. The priest in the waters. The teacher led me into the chamber of garments to show me the most intricate of clothing. A linen tunic, a breastplate of precious stone, finely woven colored fabrics, and a crown of gold. They were the garments of the high priests. Later that day, I I approached him with a question. When the covenant changes, I said, there must also be a change of priesthood. So a new covenant must mean a new priesthood. 
But if there is a changing of priesthood, of the priesthood, shouldn't there have been some sort of changing of the guard? A passing of the torch between the old and the new, a recognition, a trans, uh, a transference, a blessing from the old priesthood to the new, from that of Aaron to that of Messiah. How could that have happened? He asked. The priesthood and the high priest at the time were corrupt and plotting Messiah's murder. But what if there was someone, someone more of a high priest than uh, Cephas, Cephas, I don't know how to say his name, um, someone who represented the priesthood more than any other, who he was called Yochanan, ah, Yochanan, can you say that on? Right there. I can't see it. Yochana. Okay. The table is wet. That's why I was trying to move the book. Mm. Okay, so Yochanan. And known to the world as John the Baptist, born of the line of Aaron, the only priest in history of the priesthood whose birth was announced by an angel in the sanctuary of the priests, the temple in the holy place, and during the priestly ministry. And what was the high priest's highest ministry to cleanse the people from their sins? And what was John doing in the waters of the Jordan? baptizing them for the clean, for the cleansing of their sins he was the purest and highest of israel's priests and the trustee representative of the aaronic priesthood so messiah's ministry his priesthood his inaugurated by john as the two priests stand in the waters of the Jordan, the place of endings and beginnings, the two priests of the covenants, that's it, I said, the changing of the guard, the transference of the priesthood. As two high priests standing face to face, the old priesthood bearing witness of the new and declaring it is greater. The Aaronic, Aaronic priesthood began with water, as Moses washed Aaron in the waters of cleansing. And so again, with water begins a new priesthood, as Aaron and Yochanan, John, dips Messiah into the waters of the Jordan. And so the torch is passed, the cosmic changing of the guard is complete, and the priesthood of Messiah begins. That we must be saved. Huh. I wonder what it's kind of saying. What do you think it kind of said? It's 
So, all right. Well, today's mission. The priesthood has been given to Messiah, to those who are his. Live this day as a priest of God. Minister his will and purpose. Go spread his word. Oh, I feel you. Spread it by being an example. Right? Like you're one of his priests. Yeah, by being an example, though. I mean, not like yelling out there on the street corner like some crazy people. You're missing the whole point. You know what I think it is? I don't think it's like, like to kind of rethink about it. I don't think it's they're missing the point. It's just they don't know how to deliver the message. Because, like, this day and age, if you tell people about Jesus, they think you're crazy. If they tell you, if you tell them about a God, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. You're nicer crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, those people that think you're crazy envy you. Oh, my. You know, they got, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, if, if we're crazy, then you shouldn't be looking our way. Yeah. We throw up Jesus. That's it. All day. It's like that cozy feeling, you know, you just... Yeah, it's like, then, I mean, then don't envy us. Don't look at my life and envy my life. Because trust me, we are judged by a lot of people. More than we even know. But at the same time, I meant, dude, we're trying to tell you a message. If you don't want to get with it, then that's your problem. You know what I mean? We got a mission, and that's to help people, and we ain't going to stop until we do. We don't know what to do or how to do it yet, but we're, we're, we're moving along with our plan. <laughs> that's why today is a day of, of creating something on that thing, building the, redoing the website. I already got the prototype up. It's so cool. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry, I just started thinking about that. I was like, yeah. I gotta redo it, and then I'm gonna uh, email Joe later. Once I like figure out how to make the business card, I'm just gonna email him and be like, or send him a text and be like, "Hey, bro, see if he's working on it this weekend or something." That way, I can you know practice putting his information in. You know what I mean? Cause it's all practice for me, and I know he's he's really trying to start his own business and break free and stuff like that. So. This is Jeremiah. Oh man, I can't find this thing. I gotta go to the front one. Eight forty-six. Jeremiah eight forty-six. Okay, this is uh, Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one. Okay, thirty-one thirty-one thirty-three. A lot of declares the Lord's in here. <laughs> All right, ready? Um, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with your ance- with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. Oh, uh, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. 
I will be their God. Ooh, I gotta highlight this. This is really good, huh? Because mm -hmm. you hear what it said? It says, I will put it in their minds. So pretty much, to be graphic and to pretty much get the point across is nobody wants to do harm to another person. Like, instinctively. Hun, you don't want to just walk up to our neighbor and hit him with a bat, do you? No. Exactly, because that's the love in your heart that he put inside your mind. It's not a conscience. That's yeah. the love that he already put inside you. Yeah. That's why it says, I will put my covenant in their mind. So it says, that's what I was like, oh, dude, that's perfect. Oh, it says, okay, okay. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God. Pretty much. That's pretty cool. Sorry, let me uh, just highlight that. And they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me for the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Oh, it's honestly what he does. And I mean, you can give all his. Let me just finish that up. Oh, I forgot declares the Lord. So, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. It's awesome. And that's what, honestly what he does. Like, he, he, he doesn't, he forgives your past, and then at the same time, when it's forgiven, it starts disappearing from your memory. Yeah. Which is cool, because who cares? That's my past. That's not who I am. I don't even look like myself. <laughs> The hair, huh? It's the hair. That's all it ever was. <laughs> it gives you, like, height. Mm. Height. Height. Oh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Or, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning him, aligning, uh, alighting on him. And a voice from the heaven that said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Cool. Amen. We should have a neighbor that still does things like us. They're actually putting up lights. Oh, cool. <laughs> Are they going next door? Yeah. Put out our trash cans then. Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Let's pray real quick. Hold on. 
Okay, ready? This is the Malkushdeck mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't say that. Anyways. Ah. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, um, just want to say thank you for everything you bless us with. You bless us, this whole family, with a lot of love and laughter, Lord. And we're just trying to show everybody else the secret. Um, I know, to be blunt, there's a lot of people that don't have family or a loved one or, or even their children around them today. And uh, it's, it's very sad, Lord, that, um, that you know, loneliness is, is a part of life. Um, it's, it's very heartbreaking. And uh, I just ask that you come for them somehow and uh, bless them, Lord. Because um, this world is ugly, and uh, you know they they need something to to pick them up when all the other families are getting together and they're by themselves. So heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, let it snow. Amen. Mm -hmm.